Good evening. Welcome to the whole duty of men podcast, keeping you for eternity. You are listening to Wake It Out, and I am your host, Fiona. Today, I'm not alone. Um, I have a co-host who will be taking us through um, today's topic. And the co-host is my lovely husband, Uncle Blue. So stay tuned as he teaches us about faithfulness. Thank you. Once upon a time, there was a majestic king who lived in the most glorious of all lands, the very highest of heaven. Beyond the borders of that land, there were millions of extraterrestrial planets teeming with millions of glorified beings and angels as heads over those planets. But the very highest of the angels, a seraph angel, a cherub angel, Lucifer, decided to lead a rebellion against this majestic king and led multiplied millions of angels down with him. He was cast to the earth where he continues his warfare, recruiting multiplied billions of souls down to hell with him. God, on the other hand, recruits his soldiers equipping them with the word as their sword in this warfare, a means to win the battle. It is both a defense and a spectacular offense. Get equipped with your sword in the battle only on this podcast. Tune in to Work It Out with Fiona Mondays at 7 p.m. Come get equipped for eternity. Good evening. I'm Uncle Blue here, and um, it's glad to, I'm glad to be back. It's good to be back here at uh, the whole duty of man podcast and as it has been said i'll be talking about one aspect of the fruit of the spirit which is faithfulness now when we read in the book um galatians 5 22 in the king james version it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faith and when you read in the american standard version it says faithfulness instead of faith um, you go to Darby's English translation, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, fidelity. So, uh, reading from these different versions, we actually see what faith or faithfulness is. It's fidelity. It's a commitment to a principle, to stay true to a principle or to a value regardless of the circumstances so that is what faithfulness is and um, there are several texts in the bible that actually admonish us to be faithful um, the first one that i want us to look at is found in first corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 it says moreover it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful so God expects us to be faithful. We are called to be faithful by God. And then uh, when you look at um, the book of Matthew, it's a parable that Christ gave, Matthew chapter 25. It's a parable of talents. You know, um, and verse 21 says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou in the joy of thy Lord. 
So faithfulness is something that is required of us. And Christ paints this picture, portraying what faithfulness brings, using the parable of the talents in the book of Matthew chapter 25. Uh, having said that, um, I want us to look at a story in the Bible that actually shows faithfulness, this fruit of the Spirit. We will analyze the story. It's found in the Old Testament. And we will see the secret to being faithful. Um, how we can actually become faithful servants. How we can become faithful stewards of um, the manifold grace of God. This story is found in the book of Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. And that is where I want us to um, go in our Bibles. In the book of Daniel chapter 3, we meet three men. Um, I, I like to call them the, the main characters in the story, together with a certain king. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. So these are the characters upon which the story devolves. And of course, um, we see God in it, uh, but these are the human main characters that I want us to focus on. Daniel chapter 3. In Daniel chapter 3, we see King Nebuchadnezzar setting up a, an image. He actually creates an image all of gold. And uh, this image is set in the plain of Dura, in the valley of Dura. No, yeah, in the, in the plain of Dura, that is. Uh, just the open space there. And there's a command. The command says, when they hear the music, you see it's in Daniel chapter 3 verse 5, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the sultry, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. Now, Nebuchadnezzar makes this proclamation. And before he made this proclamation, he actually gathered all people together. And uh, you see the list of people that are gathered in verse 2. These are high-ranking officials uh, in the government. These um, security uh, forces uh, in the province. They all called for the dedication of this image of gold. Um, and they were told that when you hear the music, bow down and worship the image. That is what we see. That is a clear command from the king. It doesn't get any clearer than that. Now, when that happened, or rather, the, the, the judgment or the, the consequence of not bowing down or not heeding to the command is outlined in verse 6. It says, And whoso falleth not down and worships, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations and the languages, fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So here we have a command that which when you disobey, 
uh, you'll be killed and not in a nice way. You'll be cast into a burning fiery furnace. So with that in mind, when people heard the music, they all fell down and they worshipped. But there were a group of people who did not heed the command. They did not bow down or worship the image. And these are the boys or the men that we popularly know as Meshach um, Abednego and um, I actually forgot his Babylonian name, but you have um, Mishael, you have um, um, Azariah, and uh, you also have um, Hananiah or Azariah, Azariah, Mishael, and, Azar, uh, and, and Hananiah. So those are the three Hebrew men, and they are called Meshach, um, Abednego, and Shadrach. Yes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the names that I wanted to, to actually say, and I somehow forgot them. So we see them, they are just standing erect, they are not bowing down. So some people come to the king and say, okay, if these men who are in the leadership, uh, but they're not bowing. But you called all the leadership and you gave this command. But they, these three, they're not bowing. They're not obeying your command, O king. So the king approaches them and says, Gentlemen, I heard that you are not bowing down. I'll give another chance. You know, bow down. If you don't bow down, I will cast you into the fiery furnace. And who is that God who will deliver you out of my hand now? When he said these words, I may actually say these words um, in verse 15 of the nature of the three. You have to understand that in Nebuchadnezzar's mind, because he managed to conquer Jerusalem, his God was greater than the God of the Hebrews. And therefore, automatically, his, their God was powerless. In his mind. So he's asking them, who's that God that will deliver you out of my hands? Then they said, King, um, no, we will not be careful how we answer you in this matter. We are not careful to answer you in this matter. If you want to cast that into the fiery furnace, our God, whom we serve, is able. Now, here you see that faithfulness is dependent on God's character and God's nature. Understanding God's character and his nature, that's something that is very critical to faithfulness. For us to be faithful, we need to understand God's character and we need to understand his nature. So they say our oh, God is able to deliver us from the benefit of but if not, be it known unto you. In other words, if he does not deliver us, he's capable, yes, but he may choose not to deliver us. And if he chooses not to deliver us, still know that will not worship down, will not bow down and worship your image. Here you see fidelity. Here you see faithfulness. Here you see a discipline being displayed by these three young men to not bow down to any image or any idol of whatever shape and size it is or whatever material it is made of. That is faithfulness being displayed right there. 
And we know the rest of the story. Um, the king was angry. He heated the, he commanded the fence to be heated seven times more. These three gentlemen were bound with ropes and they were cast into the burning fiery furnace. And they were delivered. The only thing that burnt was the rope itself, the ropes that bind them. Those are the only things that burned. And of course, Christ also appeared in the fiery furnace with them um, as their deliverer. And the very men who cast them into the fairy furnace, they died. Uh, you know, they, were, they were killed by the heat of the furnace. So we see faithfulness in display in the story. We see the faithfulness being demonstrated. We see fidelity commitment to what God has commanded being played out in this story, in this chapter. And we also see that God repaid or God rewarded them there and there for their faithfulness. So that is what we see about faithfulness. Now, we'll go for a break and after a break, we'll actually come back and just wrap up the story and wrap up the concept of faithfulness. Still focus on the book of Daniel. Um, especially these three young men, as to what was the secret or what is the secret to their faithfulness? What is the secret to their faithfulness? That, will, that is what we'll be focusing on after the break. <laughs> I'm a messer. 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 I'
us about their experience in the fairy fennies what was the secret or what was the secret um, behind their faithfulness in that very trying situation and circumstance we see the secret in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 a little background these men or these boys were carried to Babylon as captives together with Daniel their friend and many others they were forced to walk from Jerusalem all the way to Babylon. I mean they didn't have executive um transportation or mode of transportation. They were captives. And they are brought into Nebuchadnezzar's um royal court and they are educated according to the Babylonian ways and they were also supposed to be fed Babylonian food. But in verse 8 it says about this three of course it mentions Daniel in verse 8 but when you look at verse 7 it also mentions Hananiah, uh, Mishael, and Azariah. And it says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Um, I, I want to stop here. They purposed in their heart. And Ellen White tells us that Daniel and his three companions did not dare to risk the enervating effect of luxury anticipation on physical, mental, and spiritual development. So they purposed in their heart. We need to have purpose in order for us to be faithful. We need to know that if we are not faithful to what God has called us, we will suffer either physically or mentally or spiritually. Our development will be stunted. Our development will be compromised in those aspects. So in order for us to be faithful we need to be acquainted um not by experience but you know by the experience of others maybe with the results of unfaithfulness of intemperance and um anything that does not fit into uh the definition of what faithfulness is and when we have that to actually make an informed decision and purpose in our hearts that will not defile ourselves either physically mentally spiritually or any other aspect of our being and that is how we cooperate with god toward this aspect of faithfulness we purpose in our hearts and when we purpose in our hearts he gives us of his spirit to strengthen us and make that a reality in our experience so may god help us to be faithful god has called us to be faithful let us be faithful through his strength through his grace may god bless you amen <laughs>